0: What's up? Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing and Cupcake podcast. You've got your guy, Mike Conley. You've got your guy, John Shortino. Today, John, is something... Hey, wait, first of all, how are you doing, John? Great. How are you, Michael? I'm doing great, man. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> so today, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to go away from marketing, and then we're going to go into the cupcake part, which is just all the other stuff that goes around the business. But I was on my Facebook The other day, and I saw one of my buddies ask a really good question. And I, John, I know you said to me, you want to answer some questions in the magazine as a column. So I figured this is a good episode to talk about that one. But then we could address the question and and then we'll also put the answer in the magazine. So my buddy, Mike, he he said he's contemplating quitting his full-time job to focus on his landscaping business. But he's scared of the outcome. He said suggestions are highly uh, appreciated. For business owners. So I noticed you have a great answer to this and how you approach it. So I wanted to ask you for Mike, if someone's looking to leave their job to jump into the business, is there a process for that? How do you make the decision? What's the right way to do it? Is there a right way to do it? So that's what I got for you today, John.
1: Yeah, Mike. First of all, I think this is a marketing question. Okay. I looked at it. It's a marketing question because the most important thing about starting a new business, you have to address the marketing question. Most people who start a new business think they have a great idea. And whether it's a great idea or not, I've seen ideas that I did not think were great turn into good ideas and good businesses. But It really had to do with whether or not anybody else would wanted that service or product. Yep. And I'm guessing that the individual that asked this question lives near you because he... Yeah. Mike lived in Springfield. Yep. All right, Kate. I'm reminded by one of our old... I don't know what you'd call it, members who lived in Ohio... Who Steve? Have you ever heard from him? Steve Bill, he
0: actually ended up selling that business. Yeah, Steve spent spent most of his time skydiving. Now <laughs> he sold what business? The landscaping business.
1: Oh, he built it up and sold it. Yeah, he did really well. Why don't you tell the little story about Steve and how he came to us about the product he invented? Yeah, so Steve was a landscaper a landscaping and
0: he wanted to market this tool that he thought was greater as a scraper to
1: clean the clean
0: the lawnmowers. And when he came to us, he didn't know what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it, and we gave him a lot of direction. and And that's why I'm I, I thought that's where you're going to go with this, so that's cool. But yeah, Steve ended up growing out more on on the land scheme business more than this idea that he had in his, his land scheme business grew pretty much. And he was able to to sell it. So it was cool.
1: If you ever hear from him, tell him I say hello. So Steve, when he came to us, he invested a lot of money in attending classes and what is it called? He, he spent money on making his product Protected. What is that called? Trademark and copyright and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, not trademark, T- whatever. So Right. He spent five or $10,000 and all this money doing that. And I remember saying to him, I said, You haven't thought about the marketing of this thing. So before you spend all that time patenting that idea, why don't you see if anybody wants it? And I I think he took it to some stores and stuff like that. And the mm-hmm. most this thing would sell for is 20 bucks, Which means he would have to buy a bunch from whatever and invest a lot of money. Nobody actually wanted the idea. They didn't like, no one liked the idea, but he thought it was a good idea because he was a landscaper and he knew his lawnmowers all got covered with grass on the bottom. So I think he had about 20 or 25,000 invested in this product. And when I heard the idea, I just said bad idea in my brain, but I didn't want to discourage. Him. Right. Um, and I encouraged him to go and do his landscaping business by going out and finding corporate clients and other clients Mm-hmm. so that we well, could bring in a good income. And now you're telling me he sold that business and he spends his time landscaping. Side so, diving. Sky diving. Now, I would say this happened maybe eight years ago, nine years ago. So right. in eight or nine years, this guy ended up doing really well by concentrating on landscaping. Mm-hmm. Our the, the, Your friend that uh, contacted you was saying, should I quit my job and concentrate on landscaping? That basically was his question. I thought about that a lot because I think a lot of people think that. When do I quit what I'm doing and go into my, do the business that I want to do, my idea, my product, my service, whatever it might be. I think before you make that jump, it's very important. What was the guy's named Steve, the guy that invented the scraper. Yeah, scraper Steve, Steve, yep. Before he spent all his scraper seed before he spent all that money on patenting and going to classes and doing up, opt- he was in. He he did a lot of stuff to get himself ready for it and got nowhere. And the idea was, how many people would buy a scraper for their lawnmower? How big is that market? And oh. it's a small market. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people that have lawnmowers that do it and care about their lawnmowers have figured out how to clean the grass off their lawnmower. We all know people have got great lawns. Those guys already know how to clean their lawnmowers. They spend their Saturdays washing them down, scrubbing them. It's like fun. a car. It, it, it is, yeah. And the people who don't care about their grass just don't care about their lawn. The market for his idea was really small and he would have kept on spending money and losing money the whole time. And by encouraging him to just go out and do the landscaping business, which I think at the time he had personal customers, but no, maybe he had one or two commercial customers. And I, I remember saying to him, I said, how many commercial, he said, I could get a lot of commercial customers. To the friend that asked the question, when do I quit my job and move on to landscaping? I think he's going to do it. I think he should move on to landscaping. But the thing is, before you move on, people do want your service. But you don't know how hard it is to get that company or customer to buy your service over somebody else. There's other people that are trying to sell it. Before he quit, he might say, I think a lot of people say this. What if I get a customer and I've got another job? The one thing you can always say is, I could take you on starting in another couple of months, another month or something like Or I could do them on Saturday or Sunday or go after after his regular job and do it. at, Especially during the summer, he could do it at five or six o'clock at night. So my suggestion to your friend is do not – I'm just guessing here, but I'm guessing he's got commitments like maybe a family, maybe a house, maybe kids. I think they're big. But what happens when you make that jump, you don't have an income coming in. So when you don't have an income coming in, all these other problems jump on top of your work, you can't make your you can't make your payments. Your credit might go down; it will go down, and a lot of things will happen. But it doesn't have to happen that way, especially for landscaping or doing whatever it is this gentleman wants to do. If you went out and got the customers before you left your job, now the hard part is might. The, both of us get customers, is getting a customer. And if somebody responds to you, you go, that's I'll give you anything you want. And you probably undercharge them because you want to compete with, you want to give them a better. They might be saying, well, I paid $50 an hour from somebody else. Why would I pay $50 with you? So you need to develop your sales pitch in your marketing approach. And you could do that while you keep your your current job. I was reminded by this question because I left a really good job to start selling teddy bears in Burlington, Vermont, on a teddy bear cart. Now, I did not know that the teddy bear market was as small as it was. I just thought my bears, as I said before, were so beautiful, people would want to buy them. Nobody ever bought them. And... Uh, And meanwhile, I had two kids, a wife, and a house, but I saved money from my last job, which was a good job. So it didn't affect us as much at the beginning, but eventually it did. I also borrowed money, you know, a small loan from a bank, and managed to keep at least the family side going while I struggled on the business side. So when you make a decision to move over and say, okay, I'm going to do this, you, the income that you're expecting to get is not going to come in like you think it will. Even though you go, I got all these plans. I know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. That might all be true, but you might sign up a customer, but the second part of a customer is getting the customer to pay. A lot of these guys, if you remember Steve, I think his wife was doing the books. Yeah, um, she was. was. The important thing about, I think, when you're doing the landscaping is that you do need someone in your life that will send out the invoices and make sure the customer pays, which I think is the one of the most important things you could do besides learning how to get a new customer how do you get a new customer to land or how do you get any new customer? The way to get a new customer is by asking someone to be your customer. Whether you knock on doors, I don't recommend putting flyers out. A lot of people go, I'll oh, just put flyers out. That's guerrilla marketing. People throw those things away. But you have to develop a way of getting new customers you might spend money in advertising but you don't even know what you're advertising you don't know what why somebody would want your service more than somebody else but in this in this guy's case the guy that wants to start the landscaping business my guess is that there's a lot of businesses in Hartford and Connecticut in Hartford Connecticut and in Massachusetts, that would want a landscaper, but you're only one person. So these other companies got track trailer with lawnmowers on it. But if you go and ask the customer for a business, they're not looking at your trailer and all the other stuff. So you don't need all that stuff. You just need to get a customer to learn the sales process of getting a new customer, whatever that might be. So, I'm guessing, Mike, if you had a service to sell, you would not put on a shirt and tie desk. You're going to knock on a store. You're going to go, would you like to buy my service? You're not going to put a shirt and tie on, are you?
0: Uh, but I think that's to the fact the way it really depends on what you're selling. I think I, I learned this from Mike Kirich, Yankee Candle. He said to me, when he first started selling his candles, he would just go around in his candle smart, thinking people would go, okay, this candle guy, he's hardworking, he's going to buy a candle. He said. But that, that failed him. He said what happened was the second he, someone told him aside and said, Mike, you got to remember this. When you're making candles, you're a candle maker, just the part. When you're selling candles, you're a salesperson, just the part. You got to look and present yourself in a way that matches what you, the outcome you're looking for.
1: Exactly. If you're going to a new customer and my guess is the money is in the corporate or the business customers that want you to show up every month or week or whatever to plow the snow, cut the grass, make the place look nice. You're looking for those customers and how much that customer can spend a year and how much money you can make off that customer. So my answer to your friend is that don't leave your present job until you you spend time doing your sales and marketing for your new company. So, just pretend like you already started it. Makes sense. What? Now, I said that makes perfect sense. And I think,
0: to, so for someone like him looking, let say this person, Mike, his name is Mike as well. Let's say Mike has no idea how to acquire a customer. What's that process look like for you? What, how would you approach that situation?
1: Okay. So, I'm not a landscaper. I cannot grow a blade of grass. Okay. Doesn't <laughs> But I love the idea of good grass and a good garden and things like that. I think it it really beautifies the home and a lot of stuff like that. If you're approaching a customer, you need to take a look at, see what it is that you think that they would like, and then sell them on what that is. Now, my name is Mike. I've got a landscaping business and I'd like to do your landscaping. I'm not interested. Okay, but you might be interested because my prices are really good. I'm still not interested. When I landscape your property, it's going to make the value of your property go up because they're going to make it look so beautiful. What? Yeah, a a good landscape property increases the value of a property by blah, blah, blah percent. So you're selling them, and whatever it is that uh, will benefit them, right? And he's to learn
0: how to do that. But no, and I think I'm glad you said that. You made me think of two things when we started talking with Steve. You knew helped him understand. Steve, you need to let people know. Okay, you may not love your lawn, but I love your lawn. And he and his whole marketing strategy was to just emphasize to people how much he loves their lawn and how much he's going to take care of their lawn and how much he's going to help them get their lawn looking like the best lawn in the neighborhood without them doing all the work. And you help him really understand the importance of understanding features and benefits, how to speak in terms of features and benefits when you're uh, approaching a potential uh, client. And he nailed that. Because if you remember at the time, Steve who didn't want to go on Facebook. He didn't want to go on live. He didn't want to talk about what he does. But he was very knowledgeable when it comes to Lance. And like he literally got excited talking about lawn. It was unbelievable watching it happen. And then we helped him take that information, take that enthusiasm and knowledge, and just break it down in chop-sized live videos. I remember one time he did one with the grubs. And I didn't even know what a grub was until he started talking about... He did one video about grubs, and he showed, you see this right here? This is grubs, and grubs, they all eat underneath your underneath the surface of your lawn, and they do this damage, and dot. That, that. And this is why it's so important to be able to get rid of them. And if you want to get rid of them yourself, here's how to do that. Step one, step two, step three, step four. If you don't have time to do that, just give me a call. I'll come and take care of it for you. And back, stuff like that. And he created a series of different types of videos with that same kind of format, and that's how he started getting customers. And then, like you said, he was so coachable. What you, you, when you told him about the com- the commercial properties, and then we gave him a strategy on how to get commercial properties, he implemented that right away because one of, one of his biggest issues was getting stuff in the winter time too. And when we gave him a strategy for that, because and, and it, a lot of the stuff he understood, but we broke it down in, in, in little bite sized ways where he could execute it and, and get it done. And, and that's, that's, that's so important when you're acquiring customers. You have to know how to speak in terms and language that they want to hear. Because if you go to sell and you're making it all about you and what you're going to get, it's not going to work. It, it has to be all about what you're going to do for them and what they're going to get when you do this work or when they hire you. That's exactly
1: true. I'm glad you reminded me because I remember talking about love Um, and, I remember him perking up because I believe the word love is one of the most important marketing terms. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it was the most important marketing term for me at the Titty Bear Company. When my tagline was send love. I think. I remember thinking so much about the landscaping business that it was just like fun to think about it. So I'm really glad your friend asked the question. So, the answer to the question is you should definitely lead your job, but don't do it until you learn how to get a customer and go through them, which is which is marketing. You're right. You're right. Is his name Mike? His name is Mike. Yep. Is he spelled the right way? Yeah, he spelled he spelled it the other way. M Y K E is the right way. Well, he might say, "Before I start a business, I need a website. I need business cards. I need this." Blah, 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 blah. You literally don't need. I think maybe if you're knocking at your doors, maybe a business card, which is twenty bucks, but you don't need a logo. Nobody looks at logos. You don't need to spend money on useless things. Building a website really shouldn't cost you or you should be able to do that in a few hours. And marketing a website, you might spend time like doing Facebook and all of that stuff like that, which I, I don't, I've never been a huge fan of that kind of marketing because in his case, he's marketing to a geographical area. And when you market to a geographical area, like he's not going to trans, he's not going to compete with Boston customers. He's right. gonna, he's gonna want to do it in Springfield and Connecticut, Hartford, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. When you take a ride through wealthy neighborhoods, those people are have landscapers. You know, when you take a ride through neighborhoods that look like my lawn. Although I'm not sad, you would never see my lawn because it's in the back of my house. But there's some people who just don't care about lawn. I care about lawns, but I'm not going to put the money into it, so don't come up and tell me that you could sell it, besides my lawn is very small. But there's a lot of people who look at their lawns and go, a lawn is a reflection of me in the community. A good lawn means that it, it really means a lot. So you need how to communicate that you will take care and love that person's lawn, so they can yeah. go, out and do something else, boating and fishing and playing and blah blah blah. And I think too, John,
0: even when it comes back to Facebook marketing, you the key, and I, I say this to all my digital marketing clients. Yeah, Facebook's algorithm can put your message in front of everybody or uh, a good amount of people in that re- general radius that you want. But if you have the wrong marketing message, it still won't convert. So the key is to get the right marketing message. And you could start testing your marketing messages on your personal Facebook page. So if you get this message right about his lawn service, he puts it out there, and those people that, and you help him nail down a target there, those people that care about their lawn but don't have time to take care of their lawn, those would be your people. So if he can craft a message to get those people to inbox him, then he knows he has a message that he could take that same message, run it as a Facebook ad targeting homeowners or whatever it may be, and then those people would then follow his call to action. Obviously, his call to action in that case, the cold traffic wouldn't be inboxed. Maybe it might be message the page. Maybe it may be give us a call. Maybe it may be fill out a contact form, but whatever. Now he has leads, qualified leads of people that would be interested in the service because his messaging only spoke to them. And then that's where he can start getting some of his customers too. If I were starting a landscaping business, that's how I would go to get my first customers. I wouldn't necessarily even have to dress up any kind of way because I'll talk to them on the phone. But those, I don't care how you decide to acquire those customers. The most important thing, and John, this is yet another thing that you taught me. The most important thing is your marketing message. You have to have the right message. And they don't have to be overcomplicated. It can be really simple. I always tell people, you, Mike Kirch, and, and David Klein, one of the things I know for sure you all have in common is simple marketing messages. 10 words or less, really clear, and, and right to the point. And then it start, you start reading out people that don't want it, and you start getting the people that do want what you have.
1: Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with what you said. Look, I think Facebook, I think you know it better than most people and I think people should use you as an advisor on Facebook. I think you should connect Mike with Steve. I will. I plan on doing that. Yeah. And I'm sure Steve will give Mike all the information that Mike needs to build and because that's a really good connection. Especially if, if Steve saw I'm so proud of him. That's so good that he sold his business. That's really great. Because he was heading for zero. He was heading for nothing. Um, he was
0: running out. He was definitely burning out. That's why he that's why he, he joined us. He was like, Nah, you guys what he said was I could tell you guys aren't BS and there's a lot of BS out there. So I want I need some clarity. You just said another thing too, which is another king. Find mentors. Find people that doing the thing that you want to do or did the thing that you want to do, and talk to them because they're gonna give you. I always say, you can't Google what you don't know, and YouTube doesn't answer back. When you find a mentor, or someone that could guide you, it's like the it's the cheat code. It's like the fastest way to get to where you want to get to. And you got to be you
1: got to be humble, and you got to be an action taker, and then magical things happen. I think that. Your friend Mike should concentrate on customers that have money. This just popped up when I was talking to you. If I was out there knocking on a customer's door that I knew had money, and I could put in a golf green on their property, which would make their property just stand out over all of their friends. I might pitch that idea, you know? Yeah. I'm deaf? No, go ahead, sorry. Real well, good, but I do think that's something people in the landscaping business don't do. So you might find something like some niche. I'll put a golf green on your property, x amount of dollars, and that's the thing, John. Like you want you to? or you would go on a Facebook page of golfers, which I can't yeah. believe that guys with money would be on. But I, I guess golfers would be on a Facebook page of golfers. You might. Find a club or something like that. It'd be cool. Put in different kind of golf. Course.
0: Yeah, no, like, there's a there's actually a like a franchise that does that. I seen it at one of the one of the business magazines where They go and they put the um golf course grass in, and then they say you never have to mow your lawn ever again. <laughs> the, no, the turf. They put the turf in turf. But the cool thing to do with landscaping once you, you do well with that and then you build trust with those people and then you let them know that you also offer hardscaping options so when they want to put a little pond in or this thing that thing little whatever then you do that and then now your profit goes way up so it's there's so, it's so many ways to do it but like you said john and i'll wrap it up with this the key is to understand how to acquire a customer before you take the leap and saying, okay, this job is holding me back. I'm going to just go start this business. They go and get the customers first. And then once you have the customers, then you make make that decision. And that's one of the things that I wish I learned early on. And I think that's definitely great green advice.
1: Before you put money into equipment and really good lawnmowers and a trailer, you don't really need to do that. You can rent all that stuff in the beginning. Or you think of how much money you could make off a person's, of a customer. Forget that. You're not going to make any money for the first little bit because you're going to rent stuff and do different things. But you're going to eventually make money working all that out. But yeah, it was I think landscaping. I apply it also to the same thing like people that have hair salons and think It's really pretty much the same thing. The same. Mm-hmm. 100%. John, yet
0: again, you dropped a whole bunch of cupcakes, a whole bunch of wisdom. I I hope the listeners reading really was taking note. And if you didn't, go back and listen again. this, this was a lot here. Uh and like I said, John wants to start answering some of your questions in the magazine in, the, in, the, in his column. So if you want to send questions, just send email to podcast at marketingandcupcakes.com and then I'll get the question over to John who either it on the podcast or answered in the Marketing and the Cupcakes magazine, which I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you guys... How wonderful of an offer that is. I know a lot of you admire my business mind and my marketing mind, and I don't know how many times I keep telling you it's all because of guys like John, Mike carriage from Yankee Candle and David Klein from Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. These guys have taught me so much and I just literally, literally do the things that they taught me and then I look smart, but perhaps, um, John being willing to answer your question. Take advantage of that. So just go podcast, send an email to podcast at marketingandcupcakes.com. And then if we pick you, we'll answer it on the podcast or on the magazine. So time is the most valuable commodity. Thank you for spending some time with us. Until the next episode, keep being great. Peace.